we're lucky to be making stuff because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do that. It doesn't matter how many people are in the audience. What matters is how do I translate how I'm feeling to whoever is in the audience. Well, I feel like once I told myself that and I was telling myself like, yo, you're playing your music and you worked hella hard to get here. The people that I did connect to, they were really fucking with what I was doing. Welcome back to another episode of the Curative Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sotarji, and my guest today is singer, musician, and music producer, Ian Santuliano. Having inspiration from artists such as John Mayer and having roots from jazz, Ian recently released his solo album called 1856, which he and his band, The Housewarmers, perform at different venues and events around the Bay Area. In this episode, we talk about digging deeper to understand what you're passionate about, enjoying the process more than the result, and constantly being grateful for the opportunities that you have. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who is watching the podcast on YouTube and listening to the episodes on all the podcast apps. There are many other ways to support the podcast. A few are to rate and write a review on iTunes. If you got value from the episode, you can share it with a friend. And you can email me at hello at kevinsutarji.com and tell me your story about which episode resonated with you. Also, when I announce my guest for the episode on Instagram and ask for questions, you can DM me your question for my guest. Lastly, you can subscribe and be part of the notification squad by opting in on getting notified on YouTube or any podcast app whenever a new episode is released. Thank you and enjoy the show. Thank you, Ian, for coming to my podcast. Of course, man. I'm excited. Happy to be here. For sure, for sure. And um, I know you came from Undiscovered. You you performed with like Rocky G, right? I did, yeah. How was that? It was cool, man. It was my second time at Undiscovered. Uh, this time playing for another artist, Rocky G. He's the homie. Shout out, Rocky G. Um, yeah, man, it was just community and the experience being on stage and playing for that community is just really cool. Yeah, and for the people that don't know what Undiscovered is, it's just like a party with like for, you know, <laughs> celebrating Filipino uh like traditions, like history and all exactly. that, right? Like exactly. Filipino businesses, artists and all that. Exactly. That's like really what it's all about. Um and like I'm not going to front and say that I'm like really vocal about uh, being a part of the Filipino, Filipino American community. Right. Um, but just supporting people that who, who really are a part of that culture, um, who are more vocal in there and, and really, um, at the front line of, <laughs> get it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> at the front line of, um, the values and, and the movements that, that, um, undiscovered is trying to cultivate um, it's just a really really cool experience for me you know just being a part of it yeah even yeah the, even if I'm not precisely like super um, like super involved yeah and stuff like that right you know I mean like yeah it's something that I that I've given thought to and like how do I get more involved and how do I learn more about that and and learn more about my history being a filipino american and, sure. and whatnot but you know i try to just stick to to what i do well and and use that to help help out you know yeah 
and it's an incremental process so, yeah for sure and so for the people that don't know you and don't know what you do uh why don't you tell the audience you know everything about you yeah um so i guess i'll start with my name <laughs> <laughs> my name is ian santiliano and i am a musician artist uh producer uh, multi-instrumentalist um a creative person uh and i have music out on like streaming services and stuff like that so i write songs and 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 yeah that's kind of like overall <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that i feel <laughs> like there's there's so much more about you <laughs> and and we'll definitely get through that and so could you talk about like the process of how you got into music how you started yeah. playing instruments and mm -hmm. then go all the way towards what you're doing now because I, I feel like there's a lot going on with what I've seen through like Instagram through you know what Angelo told me and that's how he referred us together yeah so yeah why don't you talk about your history man so okay so uh it all started in like the fourth grade um well before that actually well my brother who's two years older than me uh shout out AJ uh he's cool uh, he picked up the trumpet in the fourth grade. Um, basically, in the fourth grade, where I went to school, that was the first year you could be in the band program. Um, so he played trumpet, and I was inspired by that to pick up another instrument. So, like, I wanted to play saxophone really badly. So fourth grade, I was able to play saxophone, and I just fell in love with, with just music, you know, not necessarily creating it. Like, I didn't really know how to do what I do now, but just, right. you know, just playing and stuff, just having fun. And I knew that it, it was something that I, that I really wanted to do. Um, uh, and then, like, fast forward a couple of years, like two years later, I was playing a lot of Guitar Hero. Um, like, real talk, I was, I was playing, like, Through the Fire and the Flames on Expert. And, like... Nice. <laughs> that... <laughs> that really uh inspired me to want to play real guitar um and it also like made my love for music grow because you know the whole game is kind of about you being a like rock star and for like, sure yeah dope musician dope ass guitarist whatever um so in sixth grade i begged my parents to get me like like a this shitty like starter guitar yeah. electric guitar kit from guitar center that was like came with a video of paul gilbert who's this really raw ass like uh like shredding guitar player and like it was it was like the thing that i wanted the most like for a while and they finally i forget what holiday it was but they finally like succumbed to to getting me this this thing that i wanted and that's when i started playing guitar and I kind of like kickstarted my journey, I feel like, into, um, I guess, to where I got now. Long story yeah. short, I played, uh, like, learned off of tutorials on YouTube and stuff, uh, learned off of tabs on the internet, like Ultimate Guitar. Mm -hmm. um, I learned off of my cousin, who was a, who was a big part, actually, in, in jumpstarting, like, my inspiration too because he introduced me to one of my biggest inspirations uh john mayer oh nice uh he showed me continuum and gravity and stuff and 
And uh, before I was doing that, uh, John Mayer stuff, I was like really into, you know, like metal and stuff and like guitar hero stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then when, once I found that outlet, uh, with John Mayer and, and, and that stuff, he like would jam on it with me and like that, that was like a turning point and like, oh, okay, I think I want to, this is where I want to like learn more stuff. For sure. Um, pretty much just kept that up and up until like high school, uh, all throughout high school, I played in the, the band programs and, and jazz band, uh, non guitar, but on like saxophone and eventually mm-hmm. drums and stuff. But I also played rock band. So, you know, okay. I, so I you learned, learned drums from rock band. <laughs> I as learned well. drums from rock band. That's I'm not even joking. Like That's so cool. guitar yeah. hero and rock band played a huge role in, in, in <laughs> me becoming a musician and an artist, uh, played that and then college that's kind of like where i decided to um get more serious about um being a guitar player because i was up until that point i was playing a lot of stuff it was kind of like jack of all trades type thing where it was like sure. spread out but i wasn't really like um uh, like really good at one of the things you know what i mean so in college i was I joined the jazz band, but as a guitar player and really tried to like learn the technical side of, um, of music, um, and really try to, um, apply myself in, in music theory and stuff like that, uh, transcribing jazz and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, to really just, uh, get myself better as a guitar player, um, and as a musician as a whole. Yeah. Um, and then after college, just uh, played with other musicians, um, went to jams and stuff like that, and got gigs and networked nice. a lot and worked my ass off to like um, have those experiences for myself. Um, and then at a certain point, I was like, okay, I think I want to make music. And, and yeah. Uh, not that I wasn't already making music, but there was like a serious, like I told myself, you know what I mean? Like I want to take this seriously. I want to like write songs and, and be my own artist. Um, I guess that's where I'm at now. It's like, uh, all those experiences and all, all of that kind of led up to, uh, who I am as an artist now, you know, and, and, and how I, make decisions on on what kind of music i make or or whatever whatever it is that i have to do being yeah. an artist you know for sure and and i what i noticed when you were talking about like from learning you know saxophone to guitar to drums did you take official lessons like did you take real lessons from instructors um, besides you know joining the bands at school uh, or did you cuz you said for guitar you were learning tabs and stuff cuz yeah. when i did drums well, actually, my inspiration was from Drumline, yeah, like the okay. movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I I joined like percussion in uh in high school. We went to the same high school, um, but I didn't start taking lessons on, for drum set until like I started midway into my percussion quote unquote career in high mm-hmm. school. Um, but then like I don't know, I I felt like I learned a lot through that. But it seems like you went a different route, and you seem to like really improve from all those you know learning tabs online youtube and all of that 
Did you take any lessons, official lessons? I actually never took lessons until college. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of my learning was what a lot of people say, like self-taught, you know? Right. Um, a lot of it was, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have like a, I have a good ear. Um, mm -hmm. it's just like something I've always had, like, you know, like God given talent or whatever. Um, but I, I remember like, even before I started playing saxophone, I was able to listen to the radio and like sing along to songs or like learn songs like that. Just like, like the vocals, you know, yeah. of a song. And it was, it was weird to me that other people didn't know how to sing because i was like <laughs> what are you talking about like it's just you just sing but dude i can't sing for <laughs> shit like yeah i i didn't know that it was it was like it was a thing like you yeah. know as a kid um so i feel like that helped in uh kind of i had an advantage i guess in terms of um hearing stuff and like being able to to um parse that out and and, yeah. and and learn it like that um i mean it still took a lot of practice but sure but yeah um that's a great talent yeah i i yeah. feel like um i mean did you grow up with magic mike <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like mean, <laughs> i mean for people that don't know that's like a filipino tradition right it's at a, parties and stuff it is it's a filipino pastime for sure right it's um at all the filipino parties all the family parties that we have it's like not so much now, uh, but I know growing up as a kid, right, Magic right. Mike was always like the thing. The, that was the yeah. shit, you know. That was what everyone did. But. And for the for the audience that don't know, Magic Mike is not the movie from with Channing Tatum. <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs> it's the karaoke, like you know, house karaoke machine right, and stuff right. with the mic. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Because I, I remember growing up and having Filipino friends in high school and all of that. You know, they would have Magic Mike, and I, I couldn't sing like like I was saying. And they would make us sing, like, at the parties, you know. Like, the the kids, you know, my friends would love to sing, so I sang along, but, right. um, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> sing. So I felt like that's something that, um, I don't know, it, it was really cool that it was really incorporated in your guys' traditions and your parties and all of that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, my early, like, development was... I'm sure it was through that being around mm -hmm. that, um, that culture and, and, um, just, I don't know, just always listening to that for and sure. Just being like, this is cool. Yeah. Even though I actually, it's funny. Cause like when I was a kid, I hated like showing people that I could sing. Okay. Like, I, I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> when like my mom would be like, Hey, like let's sing, sing on the magic mic. Like, right sing this for your family and i'd be like no i don't want to I was like super shy and stuff shy kid yeah um yeah it was just it wasn't until like high school when i started to be like oh, okay i can let me i want to sing you know i don't mm. know something about it as a kid was like oh, <laughs> rather just be a musician in the back yeah you know? yeah i mean that's why i chose percussion i didn't <laughs> want to be in the front i would assume that when you did jazz band in high school yeah. and college, right? Uh -huh. um, did you do like solos, right? Yeah. You, you would have to stand up, you know, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, the band like supports you, but you're doing a solo. Right. Did that like help you with 
performing in front of an audience and kind of like doing solos and all yeah. that? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say the entire band experience, um, and just being in front of an audience was helped in that, but for sure being in the jazz combo and, and the big, the jazz big band, mm-hmm. um, was, it was crazy taking solos because it was, you know, you're standing up and the whole audience yeah. can see you and, and you didn't practice your changes. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're like sweating and you're nervous. Um, I, I ended up, I practiced more in college okay. uh, than I did in high school. In high school, it was like, oh, I'm in jazz band. And that was like, that was it. But I didn't really take advantage of of being there and, and learning as much as I could have. But um, but yeah, soloing in front of an audience is, is really scary. Right. Um, you're, you're pretty much completely vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you everything that you do is is laid out just on the line and and there's no there's no overdubs there's no retakes right right for sure in a live setting that's like what the audience hears is what they hear yeah and and they could know sometimes like if you mess up or you're off key you hit the wrong (laughs) chord or something yeah no they will (laughs) they will know you know yeah the maybe not everyone will know but the people that you're thinking about when you're soloing they'll exactly (laughs) yeah for sure you know what i mean and yeah it's i think uh that definitely set me up for um like what i do now because i take a lot of solos and stuff now yeah and like yeah. uh just jazz in general is like a huge i wouldn't say that i make jazz music but that doesn't mean that jazz hasn't inspired like so much of the music that i make or yeah. how i play and whatnot you know it's yeah. just yeah. It's a great genre for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always appreciate like bands playing jazz, and uh, I just recently went to New Orleans. Oh yeah, dude, it's like <laughs> it's it's amazing watching jazz bands play and stuff like that. So I I forgot how much I appreciated it until I uh, went there and came back. I was like, dude, it's still still legit. Man, <laughs> One of the most legit genres for sure. It's legit, man. When you see like really good jazz musicians play in a live setting yeah it's 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 not like anything else really you yeah know? it's just so when someone is well is so well versed at speaking a language because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like jazz is a language yeah definitely it's, could see that i agree it's so when there's one individual who's so good at just speaking sentences and paragraphs and 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 you know doing whole monologues right you right. put together like a whole band of those people it's like whoa you know what I mean? yeah. it's just you never know what's gonna happen and that's that's really what jazz is all about is just you never know what's gonna happen on that stage mm-hmm. and you but you know that whatever it is it's it's at least if the musicians are all super raw you know yeah yeah for <laughs> like, sure you know they're gonna kill it yeah and it's yeah Jazz is awesome, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so b- before we get into like what you play and the kind of music that you create, yeah. um, who, what kind of artists, besides John Mayer, yeah. uh, which artists really inspired you or which other genres inspired you to make the music that you're making now? Yeah. So kind of, I like to use what I have, um, my inspirations, and then look at what 
they listen to and what they're inspired by and then okay. kind of like go from one thing and then just hop to other things yeah you yeah. know what i mean so like basically i was a huge i'm still a huge fan but i was like crazy like fanboying and stuff over john mayer so like yeah. anything that he said or did or whatever like i would do that or listen to it or whatever so uh one of his inspirations and uh people that he would try to like uh play in the style of or like make music that sounds like is uh like d'angelo uh okay. so d'angelo is this r&b neo soul artist he's like He's like the neo soul artist. Um, nice. So I took a lot of inspiration from from him and the musicians that were on his music. So like, namely the album Voodoo, which mm-hmm. is like a lot of people will point to that album as being like like the neo soul album to listen to. It had like okay. like Questlove and yeah. Pino Palladino, which are like god musicians you yeah. know what i mean so uh a lot of it was hopping onto artists and then looking at what their musicians did so mm-hmm. like listening to how the bass is played or how the drums are played mm-hmm. or what the guitar was doing um what the vocals were doing and stuff like that um d'angelo was huge um Kendrick Lamar actually to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. I hadn't listened really to hip hop until to pimp a butterfly came out and that kind of like changed my life too. So I'd say like John Mayer, D'Angelo and Kendrick's to pimp a butterfly kind of were like huge, like, like pivotal albums that nice. shaped, uh, like in a macro sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many artists that I could name that is right, like right. hard for me to like off the top think about like every single one, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that it's all good. Cause... I feel like yeah, <laughs> but I feel like uh, um, not to cut you off, but no, no, no uh, it's all good. It's all good. Like I feel like today I kind of chalk that up as like oh that's like the developing side, but now today like a lot of like Tom Mish and Anderson Pack, mm, uh, Daniel yeah. Caesar. There's so much asking about this for me sets the stage of like how your music came to be right and and i think what's what's cool about you is that you don't just go with oh this artist inspires me i want to look at what inspired them because that artist that you're following is like a mesh of like exactly. multiple artists right <laughs> they they have people that inspired them and exactly. they mesh into their style so the fact that you're going like outwards at least one more level you can go further as far as you can you you'll learn so much Right. And you, you can see the connections and all that. So that's, that's pretty legit. Like, I like that. I appreciate that. That's really (laughs) like, that's really how, like, I learn anything, but specifically with music, like, it's just, just, I keep going. Who's, who's listening to who, you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how are they inspired and how, how can that inspire me? I try to like, I try to be super open too. So like, whatever I hear, even if I don't like listening to it, mm-hmm. you know, like quote unquote, uh, like if whatever it is that I'm listening to, if I want to or not, like I try to let it just, I try to absorb it for like what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like with uh, an open mind and all yeah, that. Right. Like even like really 
like like stuff when you're shopping for like grocery you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like you're at the supermarket and you're like this song comes on and it's like i try to i try to li- i always i'm always listening it's, right it's cool even if it's like you know some stupid pop song yeah. on the radio but you know you know what i mean you're it's just, just trying to get as much information as you can as much, and yeah. just like process it yeah yeah that's what i do with video too because like um, I have people that I follow and obviously they got inspired by other people. And so I haven't gone as far as like, oh, who, who are they inspired by? But you start to see um, certain ways, certain styles that people yeah. do things right. And then um, when I see like advertisements or when I see like Netflix documentaries or whatever, yeah. like I start to do the same thing where like I have an open mind and maybe I'll be like, oh, I like that. I don't like that yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I try to like dissect it and see okay this is this is cool how they incorporated or i you know it's very subtle but you know this is what they did yeah and i appreciate it right definitely yeah it's it's like there's so much work into the music and like if you're really dissecting it and all that you have an open mind you can notice a few things and see if it is something that you can potentially incorporate right yeah it's it's to me there's just so much that i don't know right so it's it's like well then just try to keep learning you know try to try to try to keep try to make it that number of things you don't know less even though it's impossible for you to know everything you know just just try to be inspired yeah yeah that's kind of how i just operate yeah i think like i mean i'm gonna butcher like the saying but um you know if when you at that point where you think you know everything Mm -hmm. that's when you don't know anything it's like you always have to see everything as a student you know you always have had to have that urge to learn and you can't think that you know everything because for sure you're just gonna like lose in that sense yeah dude I, i i feel that man like there have been times too where i'm like yeah i'm the shit you know and it's like it's like fuck I, I don't know shit at all like what you know what I mean it's yeah. just like there's reminders so instead of instead of having that drop off uh, you know every every time that occurs I try to just remind myself like hey like like just keep going just just instead of stopping and and being like hey I'm here like just keep going you know yeah like, just be in love with the process yeah uh and not so much like the the rewards that you get for it um i like that yeah just you know just keep if you're always looking at the process then i feel like at least for me i i don't get too caught up in like um like feeling like i've made it or whatever sure sure that's good but even though i you know i've had those feelings before definitely and yeah it's, same but that's something same i'm working on you know how do you keep yourself in check then i try to i mean i <laughs> i ask people i ask my friends and my mentors um that helps me keep and keep myself in check so like angelo yeah uh i'll just sometimes i'll straight up ask him like hey like am i being like am I being an asshole right now? Like, like with whatever, it could be life stuff or music stuff. Am I, am I being like, am I being selfish about this or whatever? And like, 
he'll tell me, you know, he'll tell me straight up, like, like what I'm doing, what could I fix and, and whatnot. And it's hard to, to ask cause you're admitting to yourself that you're not like, you're not where you want to be, which is really uncomfortable, but really that's what life is all about. You shouldn't feel like you're at where you want to be. You should feel like you want to keep on growing until, until you die, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> for sure. There's I, infinite things to learn. There's infinite things. So like I ask Angelo and like, and my girlfriend, Jenny, mm -hmm. try to ask her like, cause she has a lot of, a, a lot of wisdom and she sees things differently from how I see things. So I might feel hella smart about like, Oh, like this is the right way to do it. But yeah. she'll be like, actually there's, that's <laughs> maybe not the smartest way to do something, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of like what fire away is about too. my song on uh, 1856 kind of about just like being okay with the fact that you don't know shit right. um, and being okay with, with growing and, and admitting that you're, that you're wrong about stuff. And um, yeah, I try to also just keep myself in check just mentally, you know, just practice, uh, keeping myself in check because uh it's hard because your mental game is is so is so like unpredictable sometimes like sometimes you'll feel like shit and you don't know why oh all the you time know what i mean dude. all the time and you're just like you're just like thinking about so much shit and you're you're like caught up on on ideas about yourself that may or may not be true and yeah it's just that self-doubt like yeah, comes out of nowhere it does sure. man like uh i try to i i feel like your mind is as trainable as like you know like going to the gym and working out and stuff uh like if you train your mind um to 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 be aware of how you feel when those those feelings come up and like tell yourself like oh actually i know what this feels like and like I'm, I'm this or that, or I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to pass sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I try to train my, my own mental, uh, whatever to, to just be aware of like, if I'm being not a good person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know I, I get mean? it. Yeah. Like, um, the way I see it is like, and I agree with you hundred percent because, um, for people who think that like if you if you can go through something without having like mental strength you're not going to actually go through it like because there's so many obstacles that will get in your way and one big thing one big obstacle that i found is myself yeah right like yeah. like if if you're not mentally strong and that's something like you said like you have to train yourself it, like like going to the gym like you, you have to train yourself to be positive and understand that any any like obstacle that comes your way you got to fight it you got to yeah. like not let it stop you right <laughs> Dude, like for sure definitely man that's like that's i feel like i've made uh like that shift um like recently uh in terms of like really being about strengthening my mind more because that's really the 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 thing that's going to stop us you know what i mean yeah it's it's not so much the physical uh, challenges that you have to um, worry about because 
if you think about it, those are easy to address. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just just work on it. Yeah. But the mental stuff, it's the same thing. Work on it, but it's 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 a lot harder because uh, it's not as uh, yeah. It, it doesn't seem attainable. Yeah. Right. It doesn't seem like there's something to really fix. Yeah. Right. For but sure. there is. Yeah, like, there is. Uh, kind of shifting towards. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned Angelo, you mentioned your girlfriend, Jenny, uh-huh. um, they're part of your, your band, yeah. the housewarmers. Um, could you talk more about how that was formed and, uh, yeah. you know, like what you guys are doing right now? Cool. So yeah, the housewarmers, um, basically it started off as this band called IPA, which stands for Ian, Pablo, Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so me and Pablo, Pablo's a homie, uh, Shout out Pablo. I've known him since college. Uh, we were in, um, I, f- I feel like we were in some, no, it was a open mic, uh, or it wasn't an open mic, but it was one of those like showcase talent show type things mm-hmm. where, um, I had been, uh, picked to play. It was like you audition, you don't audition, you like, requ- uh, you submit something like a form and say like, Oh, I want to play for this. Oh, right. Right. And then, uh, you, you can get picked. So I got picked and then Pablo also got picked and then I was playing, uh, D'Angelo. I was playing Brown Sugar by D'Angelo, uh, like guitar and vocals. And then he was there too. And then that's where we originally met. And he was, cause he was a big fan of that. He's like a huge hip hop head. Um, all about that, that music, uh, so we connected through that. That was like our freshman year. And then sophomore year, we started playing like jamming and stuff together. Mm-hmm. Eventually he joined the jazz band uh, with me and then we were playing in that setting. So we were just playing a large range of, of music to go. So like yeah. hip hop and like R&B and, and jazz and really whatever. Um, and this was in high school? This was in college. In college. Yeah, okay, this okay. in college. Cool. Um, so that's where I met Pablo and then Angelo I met, um, like my, my freshman year of college when I, <laughs> yeah, you've heard this story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he told it me. was at, uh, at a homecoming game. Um, and then he just said, what's up. And then I was like, yo, what's up? I know you from playing, uh, like xylophone and band. Right. Right. I feel like <laughs> that was like my first memory and then, like only memory of Angelo until like I actually met him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he formed a band called Sold Out Underground, and um, I played in that for 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 a good amount of time. That was like my first um, like band setting. And then eventually Pablo uh, crossed over into that as mm-hmm. well. So oh, that's that's cool. kind of where we all um, had been playing. Um, and that was like sold out was like your typical. I mean, we weren't typical. Like I don't. I wouldn't say <laughs> like I, that was a special band, you know. Sure, but, sure. Uh, it was like a cover band. We played for weddings and stuff like that. Uh, oh, but, but like Noemi, right? Yeah, Noemi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, exactly. Cool. Um, and Gordon and 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 them, if you know them. But yeah, yeah, I know some of them. Yeah. The band. Um, but I wanted uh like something more i feel like uh not everyone in that band was was taking music as seriously as um like i was and then i found out like angelo was taking music more seriously as well and like Mm -hmm. 
we didn't want to just try to push everyone to like get to where we were at. So we were just, you know, let's just do this thing and, and, and just play music, you know, cause we sure. just, at that point we just wanted to play music. We yeah, just wanted yeah. to just, just create, uh, like music together in a live setting. Um, so that's how we formed IPA that kind of came out of sold out, um, and kind of just, became an outlet for us to play music together that we could bring up to each other and it was super easy to just implement it you know yeah a lot of like hip-hop and neo-soul and jazz stuff because that's what we were we were listening to and playing to Mm -hmm. a lot of the time so like a bunch of robert glasper stuff and like hip-hop stuff that we would put like a jazz spin on and like it was it was just super cool, just really organic, you know, no bullshit stuff. Just yeah. like, hey, let's like get in a room and bring a set list and just fucking play. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And that's kind of how IPA uh, became a thing. Um, we were doing that for a while for probably like, I'd say like a year or maybe not even a year. Probably a year it lasted um, in that configuration. Um, but... I was, I was starting to shift, uh, what I wanted to do from just straight up just playing to, Mm -hmm. um, trying to, trying to like orchestrate like shows and performances, you know, and not just like, not just like playing just to play, but I have more of like a focus and I guess like a showmanship. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, um, also came with like more musicians to play with. So Terry, the saxophone player, we mm-hmm. met him through um, one of the parties that we were playing at. Um, it was at Angelo's house, and it's called Nasa Bahai. It's like an annual party, house party that they throw. Oh, cool. And then we were playing there. Uh, we were playing. It was pretty much so we have like a big connect, uh, like a group of musicians that we play with from sold out to people that I played with in San Jose that also like became part of the circle, mm-hmm. uh, like Bernard, shout out Bernard. He's cool. Um, and, and like just, a, it was just a bunch of musicians and just jamming at a house party pretty much. Nice, and then Terry nice. was there. I think Terry had just moved to California. He's from Kansas city. Um, I think he had just moved and he happened to be working with, um, he happened to be working with one of Angelo's friends, mm-hmm. one of Angelo and Gordon's friends. So he went there and they told him to bring a saxophone. So he brought it. And, oh, and so yeah. <laughs> we had no idea who this guy was. He was just there and he was playing. He was dope and he was killing it. So that's how we met Terry. And then Jenny, I met, um, I was playing at 55 South, uh, if you don't know, 55 South is like this bar. No, I love 55 okay, South. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's legit. Yeah. yeah. On the, on Sunday nights, they have um, they have live music there okay. uh, with the Alliance. Shout out to them because that's, that's where I got like my my live. That's really where I started playing in a, in like, like professional, mm-hmm. in a professional sense where I was getting paid for stuff. Uh, um but what's it called? Uh, I met her. I met Jenny at 55 when I was playing there one of the nights. And I just said, uh, someone introduced me to her. 
And then I just, you know, <laughs> it hit it off. <laughs> yeah. So I just like, just tried, just kept talking to her and stuff. And then we eventually got together and, uh, and then I also like, was like, Hey, like you want to play with, uh, this band that we have, mm-hmm. uh, like just play your keys. Cause she's a keyboard player and she's hella raw. Right. Um, she has her own YouTube channel and stuff like that. She makes covers. Um, yeah, but then it just like made sense. It was still called IPA, I think, when we had added Terry and Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was last year in November. That's when it really shifted from IPA to the Housewarmers was when we had a show at this uh, this showcase event called Mentality Flow. Okay. Um, basically, it's... It's a, it's a, um, all good. (laughs) It's a, uh, like a a showcase event. So like a bunch of different artists on the bill. Um, and then you just have like a 25 minute set or like a 15 minute set and you just play. Um, those are great events. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Like people can network and like find new artists performing and like you know hear their music and all yeah that. yeah That's exactly cool. it's like a just a huge networking and have fun event pretty much and and a place for you to showcase like yeah the music that you're making and working on um so that was the first time i actually played like my original stuff uh oh, under cool. the current housewarmers configuration mm-hmm. um in terms of people i mean the sound is has evolved and changed even it's not even been a year yet, but it's, you know, always growing and stuff. Uh, but that was like the first time where I was like, yo, this is, this is fucking sick. Yeah. Like, something's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like with this, this, something's going to happen here. You know, like I don't want to just make this an extension of IPA. Um, and that's kind of what I was feeling in myself and like, yo, I want to like push my original stuff and I want to like, have this band behind me to back me up, you know, for sure. Uh, it, it, it so happened that like Angelo just knows, like <laughs> he just knows shit. You know what I mean? That, so, that dude's talented. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Angelo for shout sure. Shout out to Angelo. Dude, shout out Lassie. Uh, he like sat me down after, not like right after the, the gig, but like we had went we went to Starbucks and he sat me down and we talked about like, okay, what's the future for like what, you want to do with music, you know, mm-hmm. and what's the future for IPA. And like, I was just telling him, like, I want to, I want to make original music and I want to, I want to push that out and I want to perform that, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm kind of done with, uh, not done, but I'm uh, covering, cover gigs and stuff like that. Covering music's not what I want to do. That's it's not, like not fulfilling. Yeah. Enough or it's something. not fulfilling yeah. for me. Uh, in the long term, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to just play at bars and and just, you know, just play stuff like that. I want to I wanna say what I'm about, you know? For I want to sure. tell my yeah. story and, yeah. like, and, and show people what I, what I do. Um, and then I was, like, uh, he was just telling me, like, okay, so, like, so what are you going to do about that and stuff? And I... I I'm always like very, uh, I try to always like look out for the band. Mm-hmm. Um, 
before myself so i was like you know i think i feel like we should keep ipa as a separate thing from like what i'm doing so that if like ipa wants to still do you know what ipa does Mm -hmm. and then make my thing a separate project and let's just do that and then angelo was like yo why don't you just like just take control of the ship and just like turn ipa into into what you want right right. what you wanted to do so I was like, damn, yeah, you're right. So well, after that, it was that like that night we had a rehearsal. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was telling the band or like everyone, but there was like one person who wasn't at rehearsal, but I was telling him like, yo, I've, would you be okay with like me kind of like steering the ship and like taking, taking lead right in this band? Um, we didn't know what what it was going to be called yet or anything like that, but it was like that night was, I was, I was pushed to, <laughs> to, to, to take the lead, which I, that's in, in my heart of hearts. Like that's like what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Angelo just brought it out. Right. Right. You know? So, and he, he probably saw what, like, you know, how you felt yeah. and like with the, with the current configuration of the band, it's like, this is this should happen. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the natural progression, you know. Yeah, I mean? for the sure. Natural progression of of what we were doing as musicians and and, and IPA as a, as a band, um, and it just made sense. Like we added Terry and Jenny, and mm-hmm. and the name doesn't make sense anymore because <laughs> it's just three of us. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where it. Uh, that's really how it evolved into the housewarmers that we know today. Yeah, that's that's so cool because I I feel like that is what helped that that was what allowed you to perform your original music, right? Yeah. And and with your original music, did you like how did you come up with um the 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 tracks and all that? Because I know from what Angelo said, uh-huh. you you had a whole list of music already made, and yeah. and maybe you were trying to like curate which songs to go to eighteen fifty six. Um, how did you like come up with all the tracks that you put in that album and then like what made you what was the process like yeah creating those and actually finalizing it for the album yeah um 1856 came about as me wanting to create um an ep and that was a goal for myself since like the start, like the very start of 2018, I think it was, it was literally like New Year's Eve mm-hmm. and the clock had just hit 12 or whatever. And I told myself that I was going to take music creation seriously. Yeah. Um, so I, I made like a whole schedule for myself, like, cause I, I wasn't working like a normal job, like mm-hmm. nine to five. So I made like a schedule, like wake up at this time, like practice ear train do music stuff for this time and then produce and then whatever uh so i i didn't really stick to the schedule as (laughs) as much as (laughs) as i wanted to but it was still really effective because at least having it made me like try to shoot for it you know sure um so that kind of created a backbone for um me just making music at least i tried to do like a thing a day Mm -hmm. like a beat or whatever an idea 
um, lay something down. Right. And I would name every, um, every project as like the date that I made it. Okay. So like, um, it was almost like every day where I would be making like something. Nice. Um, and then I got to a point where it was like, I think I should, instead of making hella stuff, like make something and then finish it mm-hmm. and then be okay with how it sounds. Like even if it's bad or mm-hmm. if you don't like it or whatever, just finish stuff because um, that's how you get better at something. It's not like just doing stuff halfway and then doing another thing halfway. It's like finishing an episode, you know, mm-hmm. like making, if you're making a podcast, you're not going to get good at making podcasts. If you're like, Oh, this podcast isn't perfect. So I shouldn't release it. You right. Know what I mean, right. so let's start a new one and see if that one's going to be perfect. Yeah. Like you, it's not realistic to have that expectation. So when I was okay with, making stuff and making whatever it is, if it's bad or good, uh, just finishing it. That's really, I feel like when, um, I had that, uh, like mental obstacle taken care of yeah. in terms of how do I make an EP? Cause that's yeah. how do you make an album? How, that's like a daunting task. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so when I was, when I did that, basically I just kept, churning stuff out i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like i mean there's a lot of stuff yeah uh there's a lot of stuff that people haven't heard it's mm-hmm. just for myself because you know like that's the thing though like i'm okay with making shitty stuff because we're writing shitty lyrics because that's what it takes to make the song that you really actually want to make you yeah, know yeah yeah i forget who i heard that from um but it was like this art it might have been john mayer i wouldn't be surprised if it was right uh but yeah, you, you can't write good songs without writing shitty songs. Um, so I just kept writing, trying to write songs. And then eventually, uh, I came upon like a collection of songs that were, that were fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then I would show like some of the snippets to like the housewarm and be like, yo, this shit's fire or whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, I had, I had a collection of songs and then uh basically I had I had produced all of them myself meaning yeah. like I made uh I played all the instruments did all the vocals um did all so everything that is on 1856 basically I I created it Yeah that's um, cool that's that's like a sol- pretty much a solo project Yeah, yeah. it's 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 a solo project and yeah. uh and that's how it um was created uh and then worked with angelo really closely uh to to mix the album mm-hmm. um or the ep i i keep saying like EP, like album or ep because a lot of people are saying that a lot of people will refer to it as the album right because it's like, like the first yeah thing that you release and ep is like extended i guess album. I, I i don't know i, don't. I, I just <laughs> called it an ep just because like i guess technically it's if it's less than 30 minutes and less than the number of tracks then it's an ep i think stylistically 
1856 works better as an EP than an album because I feel like EPs can be more uh, like mixed tapey. Okay. Uh, more yeah. of just instead of not to say that 1856 isn't a cohesive project, but it's not really like a concept album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, 1856 just, I just, yeah, wanted to make a project and then. I took steps to do that and just kept learning on like, how do you, how do you do this? You know? And then looking yeah. at how other people did it and looking at asking people for help, like, Hey, how do you release projects? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you even put stuff on Spotify? I had no idea. Yeah. So I had to ask people for help and, and it just, you know, it just came to be because I took the steps to do that. That's, uh, that's sick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, it's so hard if you just look at it from, I mean, you have to look at the big picture as right. like, oh, okay, I'm making an EP. But if you're looking at that and then trying to figure out like, okay, what what are the steps? You know what I mean? For me, it was just easier just, okay, worry about the music. And then once the music is, is on its way, then like, okay, what, what do other people have? Oh, they, they have like cool videos. Okay. Mm -hmm. They, they have it on Spotify. Um, they whatever you know you're kind of thinking step by step yeah versus like i want to get here right now yeah right? exactly yeah you know so like it's 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 weird like trying to explain how i how i made it because there's just so much that that's like there's so many steps that went into for sure it getting released eventually yeah. you know and but yeah super super special project for me um yeah. And it, it seemed like um, you didn't approach it as like a perfectionist because, I mean, it goes back to like what you were saying, like you just made all these shitty songs, the crappy <laughs> songs to to finally get to the good songs. Right. Yeah. And and that's how I did with like videos. Right. I learned what I learned, um, applied it to my videos. And then sometimes I didn't apply it correctly yeah. or whatever. And then um, finally I learned from it. Right. So right. that I can make better videos afterwards. Right. Right. And and so that's something that I feel people don't really approach their projects sometimes. It's like, if it's not perfect, you know, people will judge me and all that, but it's like, everyone is not perfect. Like right. I'm sure there's, I bet there's something in your album that you don't like <laughs> still like it, that you maybe listen to and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, maybe I should have changed that. Like maybe it's not as bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no, like, I, mean... I could have added something or removed something. <laughs> I don't know if you have something like that. Uh, I feel like uh, once it got to the the like the mixing stage, mm -hmm. I felt like at that point I kind of became more of a perfectionist uh, in terms of like yeah, you know what I mean. I feel yeah. like okay, so like the I try to separate the producing side from when you're creating like. When you're packaging the product, okay, you know what I mean. Fair so, enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on when I was just producing and creating, eighteen fifty six, mm -hmm. there was no, there was no holds on anything. It was just whatever comes out of me. That's I'm just gonna run with it, you know, and then and then sort through it later. Mm -hmm. uh, when once it got to the mixing stage, it was it was very. It was me and Angelo <laughs> sent a lot of texts back and forth to each other. Uh, mostly me 
telling him to fix a part of a song uh, <laughs> that maybe he messed up how it felt um, or it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. Uh, that was in my head, you know. Mm. Um, I, I think feel, you're, you're asking him to tell you the story that you saw. Yeah. Right. That you tried to do it, tell it. Yeah. So basically what I would send Angelo is a demo of the track, which is what I, I would make of like a demo basically, which is like the rough, rough mix and like an idea of, of how it should sound. The production and the arrangement and all that stuff is already final mm-hmm. or usually final, but we sometimes we'll go back when Angelo is mixing. So what Angelo does basically, I, I give Angelo just like a bunch of shit and then he has to like fix the problems uh, sonically right, uh, right. like uh like sound wise in there um but then keep what message i'm putting in how it sounds or whatever how it's how i mixed it uh like keep retain that sure but still fix the problems that you know other that i wouldn't catch because i i don't try to consider myself uh like a mixer, like right, how Angelo right. would do it, because, because uh, like I said, I'm I'm so just, just make it. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. there's no rules because as soon as I put rules on, like this should be this or that, or like, uh, like the audio shouldn't be looking like this, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like that limits me if I'm just like worried about all that stuff. But if I'm not, then I just let Angela worry about it. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Make what I want to make. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's really important to, 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 I'd say like I'm a perfectionist, but I'm aware of it. So when I know it's time to complete something, yes, I need to Deadline complete it. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. There you like, I, you can't be just, straight up a perfectionist where it's like, unless it's perfect, like it can't, you can't do it. Like, yeah, that will hold you back for sure. Yeah. Um, but I still like to, to pay attention to like all the little details. And oh, for it, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get you. I, I'm like that too. Cause, uh, when I made videos, like before I had deadlines, I set myself deadlines. Yeah. I would just be like, Oh man, I have to fix this. Yeah. I'm so not going to release me, it next so day. Push it back. Yeah. yeah push it back. But then, you know, with, with these podcasts and with some videos where I make it for people, it's like, I'm going to set myself a deadline. Yeah. I have to release it at this time. So, you know, I'll notice, like, if I if I turn it in or whatever, I sub, um, upload it, I'll notice that I still didn't fix that yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, right? <laughs> but you got to do it. You got to send have it to, over. Yeah, yeah. Or else you're never going to release anything. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If you're never going to make a podcast you can't call yourself a podcaster exactly you know what i mean yeah. if i'm never gonna write a song until it's perfect then i'm like i'm not a songwriter yeah you know what i mean yeah unless you actually do it and, and and put it out in the world then it's you aren't that so and that's more important than making it perfect For which sure. you can't do because you don't have the experience of making it so it's like but it's just yeah that's just a, yeah it's, it's a constant learning process it is so. it is yeah you you gotta you gotta just be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, and definitely sure. there there are parts in 1856. If you listen back at it, like I'm pretty sure, like oh, you know, this could be better, or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I don't even try to like listen to it like that because it's just, it's just, it just is, it, it's its own thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's don't let it eat you up. Just like yeah, enjoy it. You yeah. Know? Just, you know, it's, it's not part of me anymore. It's yeah. Well, it is, but not like, not in that way. It's, it's its own like living, right. Breathing right. thing. And like, that's what it is and that's what it'll always be for sure and so now like what's the next thing you know yeah you gotta move on yeah you gotta and i'm and i'm really proud of 1856 and like and and how like like i'm proud of everything that that people that all the people that were a part of the project too um even though it's a solo project like it takes it, it takes a village you know for sure to so much help and so much guidance from people to to make me to allow me to do that you know yeah. it's not really me it's it's i'm i'm yeah, it, yeah i'm just it's just my name and i'm just the artist but it takes so much to do that yeah uh, but yeah it's 1856 is 1856 and and yeah now i'm trying to make more stuff yeah like frontline <laughs> yeah, yeah like that, frontline. it's it's a different sound and i yeah. like it yeah it's sick yeah so then when it comes to like performing right yeah. because um you know you have your band now the housewarmers yeah. performing mm-hmm. uh your music and oh yeah feel free to fill up your water and stuff with that um so like you know with, with the housewarmers with performing at like undiscovered and yeah and different shows like i saw you at dirty bird lounge that was that was cool (laughs) you know um how like how did you prepare for that because you know there's always going to be things that you can work on as well Uh but um how did you know that this was ready to perform like did you guys practice (laughs) a lot Uh before you started taking shows or did you say you know let's just take shows and we'll just improve every time as well because like i would think that it's a similar process where you're always going to learn yeah every after every performance definitely it's the same same mindset you know uh we of course there's there's a practice period and there's like preparation um but at a certain point like like you're ready to go you know what i mean i mean the performance is deadline right yeah, yeah yeah exactly like uh that's we really weren't trying to get caught up in like hey let's make this perfect and i even said that like like this, like the audience isn't looking for perfect we're not looking for perfect we're just looking to to perform and like tell people and and tell people how we feel i feel like that's the number one thing in music is how do you translate what I'm feeling to the audience? Mm-hmm. And if you translate that well, then the, that was a good performance, you know, whether or not you made mistakes or whatever. Um, and I think that's making mistakes is good because that's how you learn. You yeah, know, for if sure. You look at, if you look at the house warmers back a, like a, like in November of, 2018 to now like it's a huge difference i'm sure of like uh just how we sound musically together um just like nuances and stuff like that like we are always continually growing and evolving and 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 shaping 
our sound to to what we're up to you know so mm-hmm. yeah i'd say we kind of just hit the ground running and just kept going and like took gigs some of them uh better than others yeah uh performance wise or even like uh like the quality of the gig wise so mm-hmm. like maybe we shouldn't have taken some uh maybe we should have taken others that we said no to mm-hmm. um but that's really what the experience is all about is is we don't know shit you know yeah. we're we're uh we're just we're just a band and we're just going uh wherever pretty much i steer us so nice. yeah <laughs> so like i try not to get caught up in like oh like i need this performance to be perfect you sure. know like it'll get there if we just keep doing it mm-hmm. you know like and maybe this one is not going to be perfect, but if we keep practicing this and and doing this, then maybe like a year from now we'll be like on tour somewhere or something, yeah. you know, cool playing my stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So actually I did want to talk about one of the performances that you did recently mm-hmm. yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. This is something that I really want to know because when it comes to my videos, um, sometimes I get, hundreds of views sometimes yeah. i get only like 50 yeah right and and this goes with instagram and all of that yeah. and sometimes it gets to me and i know that you wrote on a post like you performed in san diego yeah and you only performed to like 15 people <laughs> and then you know compared to performing at undiscovered the yeah. first time it was like you know, full house right yeah. so um you know you you kind of reflected on it and why don't you talk about that and how did you feel when you were performing with 15 versus a full house and all of that yeah i just try to remind myself that uh like first off we're lucky to be to be playing um or making stuff because a lot of people don't have um the opportunity to do that some people don't have the ability to do that either so uh that's one of the things i remember reminding myself when i was on stage like just you're doing this you know what i mean like it doesn't matter how many people are in the audience in the crowd or whatever it's what matters is how do i translate how i'm feeling to whoever is in the audience like i said um so once i well, I feel like once I told myself that and I was telling myself like, yo, you're playing your music and you worked hella hard to get here. You know what I mean? Like just do it. You know, uh, I really felt good about that performance. Like I had fun on stage and like, and the audience could tell too, you know, I mean, it wasn't a packed crowd, but it doesn't matter because the people that I did connect to, like, they were really fucking with what I was doing, you know? So, um, I feel like that's how I got past like, yo, like what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in San Diego. Like, like I'm, I was flown out here. You're like, where is everybody? You know what I mean? But it's, it's like, that's the whole thing. Like I was flown out here, like, I'm getting paid for this. I'm doing what I love. Like that's why it was amazing. That experience, you know, because 
And I was, I spent like hours just tweaking like that set because it was, uh, it was a solo set. There was no band behind me. It was just running my, my tracks and playing guitar and, and singing, um, that stuff that I had to prepare beforehand. Um, um, instead of having like the, the housewarmers to back me up, I had to prepare all this, all the backup for myself. So it was like, it was literally hours like before that was working on that. And like people didn't really show up and like, that was fun. That was, that was cool because I fucking did that. You know what I mean? So I feel like, um, like I, like what I was saying earlier now, I kind of think I can, I can think about what I'm saying. Uh, like probably months ago, I wouldn't have been the same, the same way. I would have been like, what the fuck? You know, like this is not what I like, where is everyone? Right. You know, like then you start to doubt yourself. Like, am I, am, is the stuff that I'm making, like, is it really dope or is it like, you know, like sometimes you could use the, the audience or numbers or whatever as the barometer for um, how good of an artist you are, or how good of a podcaster you are, or whatever. And like, like the whole thing about training your mental, uh, your mental voice to be like, yo, like, like it's, it doesn't matter really, you know, it's, it's about doing it. That's great. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people would really benefit from that kind of mindset because uh, I would say uh, that the people that you connected with, whether it's 10 or 50 or 100, right, um, or 1,000, right, yeah. sometimes those people that you connect, even though it's a smaller number, you can hit them a lot harder with like the the your voice yeah. your message and they will bring what you said to everyone else right? And, right and those could be your your closest you know supporters right and so i try to appreciate every single supporter that i have and i know you do because i see you shout people <laughs> out like on instagram and stuff and i see that you you really appreciate everyone's support and all that so yeah, yeah it's, it's great to see that and shout out to all my supporters <laughs> shout out to all of ian's supporters shout like out. you guys are legit like you guys allow us to do what we get to do no for real though like it's not we can't we can't do what we do without the people supporting us you know what i mean yeah it's like there's so much yeah i even find myself like not support not thanking people enough i feel like damn like i hell forgot to thank that person <laughs> or whatever but that uh, yeah shout out to all the supporters man because yeah. without them we really we really aren't anything yeah. you know yeah and especially the the hardcore supporters <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> for sure definitely man cool well i appreciate you coming um it was, it was great to learn how like you approach a lot of you know your projects your band and everything and your music man so it was, it was fun definitely man thank you for having me dude this was <laughs> this was, i had a great time yeah Just, yeah so for what is next for you and your band the housewarmers and you know what, what do you guys have coming up next so in terms of um we have a couple gigs coming up uh next week we have some like corporate stuff uh, we're playing at Airbnb and, and Google this week. Dude, uh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Uh, 
uh, it's for Filipino American History Month, so they're throwing some events because um, October is uh, Filipino American History Month. Yeah, uh, and then um, some of them, I feel, I actually, I think they both saw us through Undiscovered. Oh, um, nice. So it's crazy how that that worked out. Yeah, you know? and that's actually how we get a bunch of our gigs. It's like the same way that I like to jump from inspiration to inspiration. It's like we jump from gig to gig. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just keep meeting people along the way. There's some connection. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, um, we have those coming up, and we have stuff in um, October. Uh, we have a couple gigs just lined up. In November, I'm sure we'll have some more gigs. Um, and I think long, like big, big picture. Um, I'm starting to work on my my album, so this will be like my debut album. Um, and 1856 was more so of like a solo project. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will still be a solo project, but instead of it being completely created uh, and produced by me, I want to have like more musicians on it. So like the Housewarmers. Um, musicians that I know that that aren't in the house warmers, but like are still the homies and yeah. like try to make this project um, be about more than just my ability to create something on my own. Um, and then the house warmers, you know, uh, just keep playing, just keep on growing and building. Um, and then who knows? I I'm I'm hopeful that we'll we'll be able to create our own um, stuff together as the housewarmers, yeah. uh, separate from from my stuff. Um, but yeah, it's 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 its own entity. It's its own like living, growing thing. So um, we're working on just seeing where that takes us. You know? Yeah, um, for sure. And then and then yeah, just backing me up (laughs) for sure yeah yeah i feel like that's what we have in store for the future cool yeah so for anyone who wants to follow you specifically follow the house rumors uh, where would they go yeah so uh on instagram and twitter um ian underscore santaliano that's my handle um and then on like all the streaming services uh spotify apple music soundcloud whatever um ian santaliano just without the underscore and then you can follow the house warmers on instagram um it's the dot house warmers dot like period and yeah just go check out our stuff we have a lot of dope content yeah mu- new music on the way eventually <laughs> yeah yeah so for all you listeners listen to ian and his band like I love the music. You get you're making great stuff. So, I uh, keep going, man. Thank you, man. Cool.